This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Backpacking and Blisters family, this is Derek Somerville with you again, and with me today is the only outdoorsman, I want to say of any type, that has skinned a animal placenta so thin and fine that he could use it as a mask <laughs> underwater. It was that clear, folks. <laughs> Carl Mandrioli. How you doing? <laughs> and it- Animal placenta. That's what you came up with. That's your well, you, ki- you killed the animal. You got the placenta. Oh, my you, gosh. You just shaved it. You're like, I got to see underwater for whatever reason. You did what you got to do. You take disgusting to a new level on a regular basis. So thank you for that. <laughs> with me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who doesn't really understand half of the introduction jokes that I say, but pretends to anyway. That may be true. Yeah. It's more it's more sympathy <laughs> laughing is all it is, you know? Gotcha. I thought you were going to come up with, you know, I thought you were going to say something because we're talking about bushwhacking and, and survival today. I know. I thought you were going to say something like, Derek whacked the bush and thought that was all it was. And then, and then, <laughs> what, he was... He was still lost, or something, something ridiculous like that. I, th- I feel like this episode might be a strength of yours. I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't know that I can make fun of you yet until we still start digging in here. But uh, I am excited. I'll interrupt you real quick. I am excited for the Bizarro episode we're going to do eventually, where we switch roles. Right. And I got some things up my sleeve. Okay. That, so well, stay tuned, okay. folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> so I do have some tidbits today. The first one, like, sort of relates to our podcast, but I, I mm. did, like, my kids encouraged me to apply to Wheel of Fortune and... Apply to Wheel yeah, of Fortune? Yeah, to be on... Oh, the actual show. Yeah, okay. the show. Okay. And one of the, like, when you go through the process, one of the things it asks you is, like, you know, would you be willing to do different types of episodes? Because they have, like, you know, husband and wife episode, this and that. Right. And one of them was, like, a buddy episode. And so I checked that box... Mm. thinking that if they actually asked to do that, I would love for you to be my Wheel of Fortune buddy. I'm in. So, I'll fly out. Okay. You, you fly out. 
I guess. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be going your yeah. way. So yeah. here's a thought that I had. If this were to actually happen, yeah. which the chances are so slim, it's ridiculous. I thought, you know what? Like, I could see a situation where there's like one letter left, and Derek, you're yeah. like, I got this. And so you're about to solve the puzzle, <laughs> and I've got to decide, would I rather win the money or have yeah. Derek actually mess it up still just so I can make fun of you for that? <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. I think I'd be rooting against you. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. You know? That's the thought that I had. That's, that's, that's how far down that rabbit hole I went when I was thinking about if this actually happened. But anyway, so, wow. okay, so an invite accepted. And speaking of invites... Mm. We like last week I was t- talking to you about how it's been like whatever 20 years since I've gotten like an invite on a backpacking trip where I was with the planner, right? Yeah. And before the episode was released, let me emphasize before, I actually got an invite on a backpacking trip like really? out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. People people do like you. That's I'm good. I know. Good I and it, yeah, just strange that it hadn't happened for 20 years and I, then I bring it up and then of course it happens. So, we'll see if I can actually go, but yeah, kind of fun. And um, this invite was by a listener, actually, who I think really is, has connected with our podcast. His name is Greg, and he has his own podcast. And so nice. I thought I'd give him a shout-out because um, I've listened to a little bit of it, and it sounds pretty legit. If you're into um, yeah, like off-road, 4x4, Jeep stuff. So okay. his, his podcast is called High Sierra 4x4 Podcast. Hi, Sierra 4x4. So anyway, thank you to Greg for making me feel good. And well, and Greg, and Greg, if it's you can, you know, don't feel if you want to post on Facebook, like if it was like a pity invite, you can do that and just let us know. Um, If it's not, then I'm proud of you guys. Pity. And this is what I'm talking about. Like this was before we had the podcast release where I shared that information. So it wouldn't be a pity invite. Well, I just you never know. Maybe here's. Felt bad for you listening to the other episodes, and he's like, "This guy needs." Yeah, maybe a that, that could be true. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? You never know. You never we know. did mention how I invited a ton of people on this like upcoming trip here in April, and how <laughs> we had the non-responses and the rejections. <laughs> <laughs> Proof is in the so, pudding, guys. Proof right, is in enough. the pudding. Okay, and the last tidbit. This is actually kind of more up your alley. Yeah, we are going to be putting out onto Facebook something called a trail name generator that we yes. are going to create and we're going to for people that are willing to participate it's going to be like a, a Google form where kind of like a survey like from questions that we've created and then we're going to take the results and in a very subjective manner we're going to come up with your trail name in a future episode I'm excited for that one that should be fun All right so it's time for the verse of the episode nice. James chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it's that key perseverance through you know various tests that we have during our lives mm-hmm. that can play out in a survival situation. So how do you feel you'd rank yourself in regard to perseverance? In life? Yeah, or? in life. Okay. Um... I mean, for what I know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, I could tell you my story and then somebody's like, that story's enough. And I got this gnarly story. Right. I don't know. I think of other horrible stories. So I try to keep it in perspective. Um, I like to think that I try to stay somewhat optimistic and try to try to. So what's it going to be? Saltwater or freshwater? Inshore or offshore? Live bait or your favorite flies? Tarpon? 
Cobia, Snook, or Triple Tail. Only one Florida destination offers all that and more. In an unspoiled setting so unforgettable, it'll sink its hooks into you. For a fishing getaway as rewarding as it is challenging, only paradise will do. Naples, Marco Island, and the Everglades. Florida's Paradise Coast. Visit ParadiseCoast.com today. I don't know. Adapt as best I can to difficult scenarios and, and, and things like that. I mean, it's always like a learning experience. Like if you go through something that's not fun or lousy or right. whatever, how do you respond? Are you going to let it just eat you up? Are you going to make let it make you stronger? Are you going to learn from it? Um, so I think the process of, of allowing it to teach me something and, and allowing it to make me stronger it has been a long process. I think I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be. So, right. You know. I mean, this stuff's on, always ongoing. a work in progress, for sure. Yeah, it's ongoing, you know what I mean? So Yeah. I, I think I'd score you pretty high, though. I think I'd score you like a 10 out of 10. Um, wow. As you stay in life right now, yeah, it's a rare compliment. I know, wow. but yeah, and I think it's you got it, it. It's recorded. You got, you got some tough it stuff is, to overcome. Yeah, it's true, and it is recorded, so we have it verified. So right, right. What about you? How, how do you feel in that category? Um, I don't feel like I have nearly some of the challenges that that you have or that others have had. So, I, you know, I guess that relating mine more to you know, yeah, I guess kind of learn like you said, learning from your experiences. I think. I think I would be, I don't know, like a seven or an eight, maybe, and then we'll see how it shakes out when, when stuff really goes south, as it always does in life. That's fair. So. That's fair. I was gonna give you like a, I was gonna give you like a soft six, but you know, maybe <laughs> maybe a seven. Right. No, no, no I, I think um, I would say that as it relates to like challenges of the physical nature, trying to persevere through, you know, mm. on the trail, I would I would definitely score myself higher than that. I would say that too, you know, physically, like I think you. Are up there. I know you and Knowlton used to do these gnarly, like hundred mile super races or whatever. <laughs> super race. I'm the like, this race. is out right. of control. So, I mean, I like to think that my willpower is strong, but I don't want to attempt something right. of that nature. But you got to have a mental toughness to even For sure. complete something like that. So, I'll give you redu- re- right. return props. I'll give you like a, a hard okay. nine. Th- thank you. I appreciate that. It. Now, does this mean does, is this going to translate to this idea of like bushcraft, which is the skill at surviving in the bush. I think that we're still pretty weak in that area. We don't have all the skills of all the, you know, the famous celebrity bushcrafters, survivalists. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of YouTubers are out there. We definitely don't have those. But I guess you know, getting back to the the question of the episode title, like, are these guys all really that legit? So, what was what's your take on that? It's hard to know. I mean, you know, there's some guys that have the camera crews and they shoot. The scenes, and then maybe they head back to the hotel. I know some people had had. <laughs> that's definitely yeah. I, I think people have eyewitnessed that stuff happening, but I, at the same time, I don't know if that's right. the purpose of the show. It's like Survivor Man's like, I'm going to sit out here and film everything, and that's to me more legit. Right. But I guess if your purpose of the show is to teach me how to survive, then do I really need to see every detail, or do you need to show me the important stuff? Or I don't know. So. Yeah, it's just more skills right. based, right? It's like learn how to do this. Yeah, exactly. Know? So, and so I guess that, and that, I guess that's my, the core of my question is: Are those skills, the things that they're showing, they're teaching, like are those like is that good mm. advice for some of these guys? It's all subjective, man. I know, and so, and I think this is what we're going to discuss. Yeah, I think that yeah. most of these guys, yes, they have some amazing skills, yeah. but there's times when. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if 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 what they're suggesting is good. So I'm going to throw some some of these scenarios by you. But okay. um, two guys I want to kind of hone in Got on, it. of course, Bear Grylls, and then this other guy from the Dual Survival Show, Cody Lundin. Mm. I think he's actually legit. 
I just challenge him going barefoot like 100% of the time. Or, or in socks. Sometimes he's in socks. Yeah. <laughs> I always think barefoot, and then I'm always like... I, I think I've watched too many of these like horror shows, like true horror documentaries, where like people get parasites just walking out to their oh my gosh mailbox. I'm like, oh yeah. man, you're out in the wild, barefoot, right. Ooh, asking right. for it, asking so for I, it. So I would challenge that, and then I've got a whole list of things I would challenge from Bear Grylls. So all right, I'll, I'll run a few by you. Okay, okay. Got so it. in one episode that I remember watching years ago, he was in kind of a uh, like a northern cold weather environment. And he was lost, and he was trying to get past this mountain, so he decided to go into a cave, and he thought that by going deeper and deeper into the cave, he would actually like come out on the other side of the mountain. And so at one point, he's actually getting wet, and then he at one point goes under water to, to swim underneath an area. But the, but the core idea was, is it a good idea if you're trying to escape an area to go into like an unknown cave and go deeper and deeper? Well... In the words of the Lord of the Rings, um, you know, the dwarves, dro- you know, they dug too deep and too greedily, you know, and uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I think uh, that's kind of a, that's, to me, that's a huge gamble. You just don't know. Right. That's such, and you're, it's dark and like, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. like the best option to me, but. Yeah. I think that every survivalist out there will tell you otherwise and yeah. to like stay out of the cave or stay out of the mines, if you will. But if you're trying to get ratings for a show, you got to do crazy stuff, you know. Yeah, it's like so. That's why Vivian was more like a stunt guy than a survivalist. He, although he does have some legit survival skills, but he does a lot. He does more of the stunts, right? Yeah, what is he? He was with like the British Green Beret type people, and I mean, you can't be any dummy to join those guys, right? Um, I don't know. I li- when I was living in Australia, the, I was living next to a guy who was like a self-proclaimed like survivalist, and he seemed like he knew who's doing. And he thought that Bear Grylls was going to mm. legit get people killed with some of the stunts he was pulling off because people would try to copy him. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far with it. But anyway, my favorite one that he did, though, was in the Sierras where he, like, I think he saw a road across a lake and he's like, I got to get to the road. Yeah. And he could just walk around the lake to the road. But he decided to swim across the lake. Like, this is like mountain water lake by inflating his, like, tying off the legs of his pants and inflating them. It's like a little floaty. I've done that. What? Yeah, <laughs> You've done that, <laughs> that in, a, in a survival it situation. Does work. Well, no, I mean, it was training. <laughs> I wasn't survive. I mean, I was learning how to survive. But yeah, okay. it worked. I definitely use it. So you're going to choose to go from land to water in an area where the land still is very, you know, travelable. Let me ask you this. Was he with another person? No. Oh, he's about... Well, okay. his so, camera guys, but not for the scenario. His camera, yeah. yeah. I think... I, I'm guessing for the sake of... I mean, it's it's more interesting to watch somebody like, oh, I'll just go around the lake. But if I'm on a TV show, I'm like, let's go That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a stunt, right? right? Like so, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I know there was another episode where he, you know, he's got this new thing where he takes celebrities out and he did the same thing. He's like, yeah, it looks like we can't go around it. I'm like, really? looks like you can go around it. He's like, it's going <laughs> to save us like, it's going to save us like an hour and a half if we just go through it. So they right. strip down, they go through this lake. I'm like, this is crazy. Right. Super cold. But, well, just imagine like a know. teenager watching it like, oh, well, I could go around or I could just simply swim across. And typically yeah. even walking around, like unless it's a massive lake, like it's going to be faster because you walk way faster than you right. swim. And then, right. of course, if you don't have necessary endurance for swimming, like, yeah, you're going to pay the price. Right. In a very not-so-good way. So, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. 
He's yeah. had other ones where he's you know tried to tried to hunt a rabbit by throwing a stick at it. What about there was an episode? I'll give you one more. There's an episode where they these two people, Bear Girls and another guy, were trying to find some food, and they found, they came across this um, old buffalo head carcass, right? And uh, it was just covered in maggots and flies. Okay, but Bear Girls is like, oh, you know what? Let's open the mouth and cut the tongue out. We can eat that. Let's do that. <laughs> so they cut out the tongue and they try to eat the tongue. Or was it the? Yeah, it was the tongue. Yeah. So I don't know. Would you feel comfortable eating that? Or yeah, I mean, if you're in a yeah, if you're in a tough situation, you got to do what you got to do, right? So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, for they sure. did cut off you know the testicles and the eyeballs and things like that. And okay, thanks for that. I don't know. I'd have a yeah, I'd have a hard time with that. Yeah, all this to say, like I think a lot of these. A lot of these experts are actually legit. I just I think the the measuring tool I'd use is is what they're doing actually like a helpful tip or is it more of a stunt? I think that's the filter you got to mm. put it through. And so definitely true. And and there's even one show. This is actually also from Dual Survival. This is a different guy where he they were in a snowy environment and he wanted to make fire from ice. Do you know how to do that? Fire from ice. I have not tried yeah. that. No, I haven't tried that. Okay, so the idea is you you try to make a lens a see-through, a very clear ice lens to harness the sun, mm. kind of like a magnifying glass. Okay. okay? And so, it, but the other guy that he was with, he was like, look, like, this is very difficult. Like, are you sure you want to, you know, use your time and energy on this? Yeah. And the guy was like, yes, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I think he made two attempts, and he actually got it to work. And I was what? like, that is impressive. Wow. But your average person out there is probably not skilled enough to make that happen without practice, right? That would so, be t- yeah. Yeah, so I just think you get it kind of me- like so. I think those are kind of like next level things, and so mm. what we're going to be talking about is your average person, backpacker, hiker, whatever. You know, what are some some scenarios that we might encounter that you know that we might have to get out of without having all these book bushcraft techniques? True. So True. Derek and I've come up with a couple scenarios, two each, um, that we're going to share with each other, and then we can kind of rate each other on how we respond. Mine are hard. I'm not going to lie. Mine are hard for you. Okay. So mine are not hard, but <laughs> I could easy them up. Real. I could easy them up for you. No, they're just they're just real, man. Like they're okay. just ones that like that you might encounter. Okay. I'll I'll right. I'll simplify mine just a tad. No, no, no. You do it. You you know. You're sure. No matter how easy or hard yours are going to be, you're going to tell me that I did it wrong. So just 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 tell me what you got. <laughs> That's probably true. No, it's good. So you. Uh, decide, you know what? I want to go out to Monument Valley in Colorado. Okay. And I want to I do some backpacking. But, you know, this is my 50th birthday, Carl says, even though he's not 50 yet. <laughs> it's my 50th birthday. I just, you know, none of my friends could go because they still don't want to go backpacking with me. So I'm going to go do this <laughs> solo hikey thing, but I'm going to, like, get a helicopter and have them, like, drop me off on this certain, like, mm. really, really high mesa. I'm going to be stoked on okay. that. So, Already like, sounds realistic. Go ahead. This is your 50th birthday. Yeah. Spare no, spare no expense. Okay. <laughs> so you fly out there. You're excited, you know, and, but the weather comes in. It's Colorado, right, guys? I mean, and the weather is just like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? So the helicopter has to land. It doesn't land on your Mesa. It lands on another Mesa. Mm. And then he's just like, I got to get out of here. I'll be back later. I'll see you. Right. And you're like, wait, what? And so you're stuck on a Mesa <laughs> in bad weather. In Monument Valley, right. you have only two, you have 200 feet of rope, but you realize, oh my gosh, I left my gloves in the helicopter. Mm. Oh no. 
And you look down at this mesa and you're like, this isn't the mesa I planned on. My mesa was like 150 foot high. This is over 500 feet high. Like, what am I going to do? Right. You got two days of food. I mean, I don't know. What do you do there? How do you get down? Okay. Well, this is part of a backpacking trip on a mesa. I don't know. It's your trip. Yeah. You're 50. Maybe you're losing it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So before I dive in with my, my thought process mm-hmm. here, yeah. I have a question for you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Here's my, here's my question. Okay. I don't know why you plan this trip. Go <laughs> During the week, do you just have constipation of the mouth <laughs> for just saying the most ridiculous things? And then you use this podcast as kind of like your laxative. Nice visual. I have a question for you. And I brought this up before. <laughs> this is what happens when I give you a beautiful challenge <laughs> of a trivia or, or whatever. And you just, you have to like throw up on it because you're like, <laughs> I'm intimidated by this question. I have no answer. I'm going to mock Derek. I'm going to mock him. Okay. But I, I, I'm going to absorb that because maybe this has happened to right. somebody. I don't know. And they need your input. <laughs> um, I think the answer to my question, by the way, is yes. And so I'll accept that answer for myself, projecting upon you. But <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Maybe a little true, but okay. no comment. So I, you haven't really given me any other information. So I'm going to assume that I have my, ba- my backpack with, yes. with, with yes. all the typical gear that I would have. And yes. one of the items I would have is a... Like a, I'd have some parachute cord, which is typically 500 feet long. And so True. I'm hoping that the mesa is not higher than 500 feet high. Or, you know, I, I know i got to use some of that for, for tying it off to, to something sturdy mm-hmm. like a tree. And so I would actually, I wouldn't, I would lower my, I'm trying to think of how I do this, but I'd lower my backpack down first because if I failed, then I wouldn't have all my gear in my backpack. So, yeah, I, but I wouldn't want to lower myself with my backpack because then that's going to, yeah, be harder to do. So I think mm. that I would tie a knot in such a way that I could it would sling through the loopholes of some of my backpack, some of those like the webbing and such, and then be able to kind of like you know how um, mm. you know Samwise or Frodo did that when they they had that kind of elven rope and they just like pulled it and it came down. I would just do that <laughs> once once I was down. So you want elven rope? Is what yeah, you want. I don't have gloves, so I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna have probably some pretty raw hands by the time I get down. But I think it's mm. worth it rather than sitting at you know up top of Mesa. So I'm going to try to okay. go adventure mode. What's your response? I mean, I just wanted to see what you were going to say. I think okay. you know I'm thinking Mesa. There's not a lot of trees on tops of these mesas, so I was thinking, and 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 they're made of like sandstone, so they're really like brittly type of thing. Yeah. So I I was just kind of curious what you came up with, but you put a tree on your Mesa, so that's you know you inserted that. That's fine. Well, I'm trying to think of well, you're you're telling me I'm in an area that's actually not too far away from where I live. I know. And yeah. Monument Valley doesn't necessarily have these, but not too far north they have these types of things that actually could be there, and there are lots of trees on them. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay. So maybe you have a tree, maybe you don't. Uh, I think the tree is obviously the the first thing you're going to look for. Or something to okay. hold the rope and the tension and all that stuff. Right. So I think that was good. I think I thought you would actually throw in there, you know, hey, I would use like a spare, I don't know, socks or a shirt or something for my hands to kind of alleviate right. the, uh, the pain there. But Yeah, that's a good call. Um, but yeah, not, not, not too I'll bad. Not too bad. All okay. Right. Yeah, I might do that. I, I, I didn't think through the hands as much, but if I had time up there, yeah, for sure, I would, I would do that. So it would be your bag and you, uh, what was it, the same time? But you're No, I was going to tie it off and then just yank on it and let it. 
tumble down afterwards. Oh, yeah. oh, right, right. You know who I saw do that was uh, Bear Grylls. Oh, there you go. So, so he's got some good stuff after go. all. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think that if I didn't have the rope or if there's no way to lower myself and the cliff was steep right. enough, I think I might go like Rambo style. Like if you ever saw the movie First Blood where he jumps off of a cliff and then I uses did. the trees below to kind of like break his fall. And I think he kind of jacks himself <laughs> up a little bit, but he survives. <laughs> I saw that on I saw that on the Jungle Book where the kid just jumped over. Oh, okay, there you go. So Same if, thing. If he, I mean, if he can do it, you can probably do it. Probably, probably. All right, thank nice. you for that first one. All right, my first yeah. scenario for you. Okay. You're backpacking again by yourself, so yeah, we kind of had that thought as well. In Minnesota, totally realistic. So, <laughs> in, in Minnesota, <laughs> it's winter time, and. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. Let me just clarify. <laughs> I haven't even I finished did, I, yet, but go ahead. I decided to fly to Minnesota, where I've never been, and backpack by myself in the winter time. <laughs> I know you're not very adventurous, so this is maybe not realistic for that in that regard. But fair enough. Maybe, maybe one day you'll venture out a little more. Because <laughs> I guess so. What you're doing is you're actually searching for the famed Thunder Bucket mentioned ah, earlier in okay. the season. Yeah, and you okay. unwittingly hike onto a pond. And crash through the surface. Wow. You're sinking. That's, you're that's four serious. miles from the trailhead. You're not mm. lost. So you, so you know where the mm. trailhead is. You're sinking. Mm. You got your backpack on. So it's not it's not kind of a lost and found issue. You just don't have a person there to kind of yank you out. Okay. I, yeah. That's 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 intense. Um question. Question. Yeah. It is wintertime, but is it a sunny day, a windy day, a snowy day? Like what what's the day looking like? I'm gonna like? say sunny day, which is why the pond's ice mm. was a little thinner, even though it, the sun intensity isn't quite as strong in the Midwest. I think in that... Do I have my backpack on when I fall through the yeah, ice? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I think immediately what I'm thinking is take off the backpack. I got. I just got to ditch it. Sorry, I lose all my stuff. Okay. Oh, oh well. I think the next thing I do is I go and I try to get to the... T- I try... Well... I'm going to try and calm myself down even though I'll be freezing. I know if I can... You're sinking right now. Yeah, you, I'm you, sinking. This is not like a time to, to go through some right. like meditation. I'm, no, <laughs> I'm sinking. <laughs> I'm sinking. But if I take my backpack off, can I not swim back up to the top? Or is there like some current pulling me down or something? No, no, no. No, you can swim to the top for sure. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is like you're in the water right now and you've mm-hmm. got precarious ice around. It's not like you're just going to be like, oh, I just pop out of the ice. Like you got to decide like what's the best way, like how are you going to get out? Of the of the lake, so of the lake, yeah, the pond. I I'm assuming pond. I find the hole. If I don't find the hole, okay, let's assume I have, do. I find the hole. You, you, I find, find, the hole. you find, okay, the hole. find the hole. Okay, I find the hole. Okay, let's go yeah. from there. So I find the hole. I think I'm gonna just gonna try to make my body as it's 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 tricky because you want to find a spot that's like, and you got to do it quick. Like, can I find a spot that's strong enough that I can like flatten out enough to where I can somehow pull myself up? Without it breaking. That's okay. going to be the biggest challenge. So yeah. I think I would just continue right. to attempt various ways of pulling myself up and being gentle but being quick. And, and it's, you know, one of those things. Okay. Assuming I don't die and get myself out of there, I think I just take off my, all my clothes. Okay. And I either run four miles, heat my body up. I think the biggest thing, I, I think yep. before I run, I probably do some like maybe some jumping jacks, some something to warm my body up immediately. And then I think I would just try to get my feet covered with something. I don't know if the trail's got snow on it or not. I think I'd try to get my feet covered with something. I don't know if that's like I still have my shoes on. Okay. I don't know what it is. And then I, I think I just got a high tail right. at four miles. And that's what, you know. 
I just got to go. And okay. I think once I'm out of the water and I'm moving, I think right. my mentality would be a lot better. So I'm going to say the second part of your of your reaction, I, I would agree with. I would just make a run for it for sure. The first part, I'm not sure you get out of the water. I don't know how I get like out. flatten yourself out. I think it is very difficult to get out. I've seen people try to do it. It's, it's tough. It is. Is it possible? Yes. I'm just, I'm not putting your chances high there. No, I wouldn't. One thing, no. one thing that you could have done mm. because of who you are and what you like to use <laughs> is use your trekking poles to uh. dig into the ice to give yourself some leverage to pull yourself out. I think once you go underwater, you have to gauge. You know, like, I'm throwing off my backpack. I'm just throwing everything off. You might have thrown one of your trekking poles away, but I think you. I think the thought would be, like, you, you, you might have thought to hang on, hang on to one of them at least. If I was of any right mind, I think I would have tried to keep one. Okay. But throw the backpack off. For sure. Off. The that backpack off is a good idea, definitely. First thing you do. And then uh, make a run for it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you get back to your car, and the key for your car was in the backpack. Uh, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I at that point, you're hitchhiking with <laughs> no, <laughs> semi no clothes. I'll make some clothes on the way. Yeah. That would yeah. be a no, that no, would be a rough. That, day. Honestly, that would likely be the case, though, right? Like you're not going to have your key on you. So if your car's locked, like you hope that it's a popular trailhead where there's other people. Well, there. that's or true. You just, like we talked about before, you just break the window. Well, then I have to hotwire. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. But normally, I have like a hide a key, so I'm good to go. Mm, mm, huge. Nice. Okay. Huge. Yeah, that would okay. be a hard day. I'm not gonna lie. That would be hard. Yours is For sure. yours is harder than mine. I feel like. Okay. Second one. Second one is this. You are like, I love Japan. I, I'm going to fly out to Japan. <laughs> I'm going to Japan. This is. I do want to go to Japan, actually. This is the last place on my bucket list. I think I told you that. Yeah. So I was like, you're like, I want to go to the Tojinbo Cliffs in Japan. These are jagged. Okay. They're rough. They're right by the ocean. Yeah. And you're like, I got this like route mapped out. This is great. So you got all your stuff. You got your rain jacket, you got your gear, your, you know, whatever. Uh, it's raining, though. It's a lot of rain. And you're like, I'm going to press on. But you, <laughs> but you slip. You slip on a jagged rock. Okay. Because it's very jagged. And you, you pull one of these where you rip your shoe and your, your foot goes through your shoe. Like, it just <laughs> totally rips. So now you, your shoe is just unwearable. Okay. And uh, then you fall down because, you, you know, your shoe rips, and then you rip this giant hole in your, in your uh, jacket. And so okay. you have this giant hole in your jacket. Right. Your shoe's unwearable. Um, you're bleeding, maybe okay. on your hand or your leg or something. You, you realize, you know what, I, I don't, I think I'm still like 15 miles from my destination. Right. It's rainy. What am I going to do? I don't... I don't right. really know how I'm going to walk 15 miles with no shoe. I like this one, even though <laughs> I've never, I've never ripped a hole in my shoe. <laughs> I do bring pretty lightweight trail runners, so if anybody were to do that, I would be the most likely person to do that. But let's say, let's say you don't have your parachute cord for whatever reason. You don't have parachute okay. cord. That's all right. I, I already have a response. I already know what you're going to say. I just realized what you're going to say. I have. I, I already have my answer. So just tell me what you think I'm going to say. I think you were going to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think you're going to say you're going to take the shoelace out and tie the shoe back together on your foot. No, no, no. No, if that shoe's toast, I'm ditching the shoe. Okay. okay so if it's a hole through it, like the, I'm going to assume that the whole thing is just junked. So what I'm going to do just is I'm going to yeah. take off my other shoe. I'm going to pull out my insole, 
And then I'm going to use some duct tape <laughs> that I have in my first aid kit and wrap it around the foot that had the torn shoe and then wear the other shoe mm. without the insole. And is that going to mm. be making me kind of off kilter? Yes. But will it get me to For my sure. destination? Yes. So I'm going to do that. Hmm. Now, the jacket, okay. rain jacket thing, you just got to tough that out. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could work using my, uh, my pack cover as a kind of a pseudo rain jacket. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Okay. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's not too cold. Uh, you know. Uh, so that, that's that's. Uh, okay. I guess that's passable. That's passable. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have another idea? What, what was your thought? No, no, no. That was good. Okay. I was just curious. Actually, it was interesting. I was I was researching this, and the Tajimbo Cliffs. Um, I came across this random thing where this guy actually patrols the cliffs. This old man patrols okay. the cliffs with binoculars on like a daily basis. And because like, of this. Because no, of the no, shoe no. thing? No, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but this is, these are the cliffs where people go to commit suicide. So he's oh, like, okay. I have talked off 600 people off the ledge wow. just by hanging out. I'm like, wow. Well, that's a so good my question to you was, are you depressed? And uh, Hopefully you're not. So <laughs> why would you want to go hike there? Okay. Yeah, that's good. yeah, this is a good thing to make fun of for sure. People that are committing suicide. Nice, Derek. Definitely... Um, not making fun of it. I thought you were going to say, like, this is a cliff that has, like, all these shoe casualties. No, where, no, I'm like, sure they do. Dangling. No, no, no. I'm yeah. sure I've had family members okay. commit suicide, so I'm definitely not joking about it. But I would find that the – it's just – I think it's just interesting. The, the the landscape, I was looking at it on the – if you Google it, um, the landscape is just yeah. insane. So I'm like, if you – I will check it if out. If you rip your something or other in your shoes, like, you're, I don't know. That'd be hard to get out yeah. of it, So Okay. No, last scenario for you. Number two. Here we go. Yep, number two. Okay, so if you thought this la- my, my Minnesota one was a little bit kind of far-fetched, I've got one for you that you cannot complain about, all right? Oh, boy, oh boy. here we go. Okay. Okay, so you somehow, you're in a, 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 with a bunch of group, of group of guys, we'll say there's seven guys in this trip, mm-hmm. and yeah. you somehow convince them to take what's called an off-trail shortcut. You simply have to go over the ridge there, and that will lead you directly to camp. Oh, boy. I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. And so as you you kind of you make it to the ridge, no problem, and as you downclimb toward the lake, which is where your campsite is, you inadvertently cliff yourself out where you realize, oh, we, we're now on a ledge right now, which is not safely climbable. Like, we can't get down, not with this parachute cord with any gear that we have. And mm-hmm. we can't climb back up because we've just kind of slid down this you know, this kind of rocky surface and it's just not, you're just, mm. you're just kind of stuck. Your morale is still strangely high because even though this was your decision, everybody still <laughs> blames me for this decision. <laughs> so, wow. You probably, did you, how long did you think about this one to prepare for this? You've been, this is, we, we just released that episode about kind of that, how this, how we talked about this on the trail and how it went down. And so that's, it was fresh in my mind also. So you're already you're already telling me I'm stuck though. Well, no right. Way. So so, so then so then what do you? Yeah, so I did trap you. Unless <laughs> so you, you trapped me. I, okay, I said you couldn't use your parachute cord to get down. Um, it was too far down. Like it's gonna be more than 500 feet. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. 
So I think what you're looking for is me to cave, and then that way you'll admit that you were right somehow. <laughs> That's what you want. I've I'm already actually, been proven right. I don't need that. Hold on. I'm actually Googling Bible verses about holding grudges and letting things go. <laughs> um, no, okay. So I think, I think in that regard, either I cave and let you win, which I don't want to do, or I... I don't want that. Just tell me how you're going to survive. <laughs> well, you told me I can't. <laughs> You, what you, you can't survive. You're gonna die here. What, Come what, on. what you Come want? On. What you want me to say is that Derek convinces the rest of the group to turn around, and go back Carl's way, and then Carl wins, and Carl's <laughs> right. But but we can't do that, guys. We can't we can't do you're that. T- you're taking this so personally that you're unable to make a decision. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take out my sleeping bag and create a parachute. No, I, okay. I think. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me there's no way down with the gear that I have. So what? Am, what else am I supposed to do except turn around? Right? It's it's kind of this like trick scenario. You can't where turn around. You're you're stuck. So what do you, you're you're on this cliff. It's more than 500 feet. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Why don't I just go back the way I came? Because you're cliffed out. That's what that means. Like you can't climb up or down. I feel like I could climb back up, but okay. Well, okay. Um, so to okay, okay. So your solution is well, this might be dangerous. I'm just gonna go for it anyway. Is that fair to say? Well, what else can I do? I gotta, I gotta make a move, right? Well, I have a response. I have a solution for this one. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Okay. In your imaginary scenario. Okay. This is not very imaginary. <laughs> or right, what's your solution? Yeah. Okay. So my solution is to simply do nothing because if you are with your backpack, you have your shelter, you have your food, you have everything that you need. And the hope is that since you put in for a permit, that at some point, it might take a few days, that you are going to get rescued. And they're going to know generally where you are. They might have to do a little more searching mm. since you took a shortcut, but they'll know the general mm. region you're in because that shortcut wasn't that far off of the beaten so, path. And so so I would focus more on just you know making some sort of sign for them to see or if there's a way to start a fire if the, if the ledge is big enough to mm. alert people to your area make you know the sos with the rocks like that kind of thing so i would just say put and i would ration the water that's the that's the one concern i would have and i would assume that within a couple days you're past due from your permit that somebody would come around find you but never assume carl and let's say a week and a half goes by well, at and that you're point starving at that point and then the nice thing you're is you're eating. hanging out with your buddies, and so it's just, you know, you're having a good time. You're just kind of hanging out. But well, so, and maybe in your fantasy world, that's, that's going to happen. But a week and a half, there's no water. We start hallucinating. Okay. Your, your tongue and mouth swell up. Right. We're going to start eating each other. It's going to get gross. <laughs> Somebody has to make a move. It's going to become an alive scenario. Okay. What? Anyway. Yeah. So, no, I think, no, I think you're right. In general, I think, you know, you have a pass. Obviously, we're going to have to stay put. Um, unless we're going to like do some like gnarly, dangerous repel, which we don't have any gear for, right? And you just got to kind of wait and see what happens, and then go from I'm there. I'm glad that you, you recovered there because I was about to, to challenge you on your idea of optimism there when you're talking about going into the alive situation. I mean, if I have to, I have to. You know? I would eat you. I would want you to eat me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever helps you survive, buddy. Taking things to the next level, as always. All right. So (laughs) I think that you did not pass (laughs) either of my scenarios. That was perfect. What are you talking about? So you you wanted me to hold on to my trekking pole when I fall into a freezing freezing lake in the middle of Minnesota. Right. In my defense, I actually saw that in a backpacker magazine where they... They said, how do you get out of, you know, body of water that you've fallen through? And and they said, if you have trekking poles, use those to dig in. So 
there you go. And I and you know what? If that I were my so. scenario where I'm not using trekking poles, like I wouldn't have that option. So you you would be more likely to survive in that situation than me. That makes sense. That makes sense. Although I would not be in Minnesota in the wintertime. So Okay, before we before we cut to the trivia though, I do have some survival tips yeah. that I've come up with that kind of um kind of relate to what we've been talking about and yeah. So the first one kind of relates to the last scenario is don't let non-planners convince the group to take off-trail shortcuts oh because you never know Again. what's on the other side of the ridge. Again. Yeah. I'm just Again. I'm summarizing. I'm I'm trying to put the pieces I'm together. I'm so worried about uh, you. The second one though is if you are kind of the off-trail person, especially if you're going solo, a couple things you might want to bring with you or one thing in specific is they have these emergency beacons which yeah, they weigh a little bit, but... Those are good. Yeah, they can. And I actually used to be required to carry them um, on some of these super races, as you call them. And so they just can't, they create this very yeah bright flash and that you can see from quite a distance. But also, mm. the, I, yeah, I would encourage people, especially if you're going solo, mm. to have a very specific itinerary of wh- the region you're in where you plan to go, like we talked about before, and to leave that with trusted folks. And the last one, I did some research on this. Mm. This one's called the Yellow Liquid Diet. Have you heard of this before? Mm. <laughs> it's either Gatorade or pee. Go. <laughs> it's the pee. So here's I'm gonna throw the question at you: Is drinking your own pee, like we saw Bear Grylls do, safe in the short term? Yes, yes, it is. It's mostly water. There's some ammonia in there, but it's mostly water. I was right. actually one- fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com one of the questions I was going to give you on the trivia. So now I'm going to switch it up and give you oh, a... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I did, sorry, I researched that. Is it nice. safe in the long term? I would say no, it's not. No, it's going to eventually be diluted, or sorry, not, it's going to lose the, the water dilution and it's going to be very concentrated junk that your kidneys have expelled. Mm-hmm. And so it could actually cause kidney failure. It can. So, yeah. That is a bad one. <clears throat> All right. So those are my tips to make this more of a relevant podcast since, yeah. Anyway. So, time for trivia. Mm. Outdoor Vitals believes that ultralight premium gear enables you to have more outdoor adventures. Live ultralight at OutdoorVitals.com. Nice, nice. You actually did trivia this time. 
What do you mean, actually? I'd do it. I, I, think, I think I've been doing more trivia lately. Well, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the buddy's got to pick up the other buddy when they're uh, not yeah. able to do it. So here we go. I'm and when you do, say sometimes, you mean like most I'm of the time. say like 40% of the time you do a good job. <laughs> so I'm going to do this week's trivia and next week's trivia. So we'll be, uh, nice. Since, okay. you're, since you're keeping track with your checklist, we'll be back on par. I am keeping track, and so is everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so I'm going to give you a series. Of, this is from Backpacker website. And it's just Backpacker a, Magazine? No, backpacker.com website. <laughs> it's not anything else. Um, okay. So, this is just some survival questions. I want to see if you know your basic survival knowledge. Uh, some of these are hard, some of these are easy, and we'll see how you do. I got like three or four. Okay. Let's see how it goes. Okay. So, question one You're halfway into a week long hike in Glacier National Park. Uh, you and your buddy have lost the trail. You don't know where you are or where you came from. What's your next move? Is it to shortcut cross country back toward the path? You don't want to, you mm. know, waste daylight. It's pro- it's probably that one since I just said don't do the shortcuts. So uh, is it B one, right? retrace your steps to your last known landmark? Is it stop, okay. pitch your tent, start signaling for help, or is it D climb <laughs> to the top of the highest peak and get a better view? Mm, that'd be the most fun for sure. But you don't want to get cliffed out. Right. <laughs> we'll be right. stuck on a mesa. This is actually could happen because some of those trails are really overgrown. and it's they amazing. are. Yeah. yeah, you could actually lose the trail pretty easily. Yep, so yeah. for me, I would just backtrack to my last known landmark. Correct, okay. correct. You would backtrack. And I have gotten lost before, and I have done that. Even though I wanted to go, this, I'm like, I think I see the trail up ahead. And then in the end, like I kept on climbing up this, you know, the side of this mountain. I was like, I just got to backtrack. And then that's what worked. Yeah. And then I said, if you, you know, if you are lost for a couple of days, then maybe pitch a tent and read a couple of days. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Next question. You are scrambling up a steep Colorado 14er in June. Okay. The moves are fairly easy, but it's snowier than you expected, and you don't have an ice axe or crampons. Nice. What should you keep going for a few pitches to check out the route and then retreat if it gets too tough? Mm. B, B, should you glissade back down? (laughs) Uh, C, should you go for it? The snow will often... Uh, soften in the sun as the day progresses, making right. your descent easier? Or would you D, retreat to the last, or I'm sorry, retreat via the least snowy, least technical route you can find? Yeah. First of all, I would not be climbing a 14er in June. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I like to wait till most of the snow is gone. And mm-hmm. some of that stuff you said is actually accurate, where the snow will soften as the, as it gets warmer and warmer. So it's, you can make a case for that. Well, but obviously, as you're going higher, you're not going to have less snow. You're going to have more snow and more ice. And if I don't have the right gear, I think the wise thing to do would be to backtrack down the, you know, the easiest route. So uh, You are correct. It's retreat via the least snowy, least technical route you can find. So just kind of make your way back. It's not a good idea to obviously continue and assume that the snow will be soft because of the sun. Glissading is obviously mm. extremely risky, so um, I think retreating is is the best option. As yeah, and I'm not a very good glissader, so I wouldn't try that. But I know a lot of people are into that. That's fine. Uh, before mm. you ask your third question, can I predict the correct answer? Is it gonna, are you going to say retreat back? To the yeah, road? go back when you came <laughs> the third time. In a row. <laughs> That's what I was going for there, buddy. That's what I was going for. Okay, number three. Uh, while crossing a class three pass, mm. you, enc- you encounter a cliff. 
that requires sketchier rock climbing moves than you expected. Okay. Still, still, Carl, you've been doing this stuff for a decade. Mm. You, you know what you're doing. What do you do now? So do you, A, look for a route that avoids the hazard or turn back? Do you <laughs> buck up? <laughs> turn back. <yeah. laughs> hint, hint, hint. Wait, let me, wait, hold on. Pause. Wait, let me make sure it's not A. Because it's going to be A, of course. Son of a gun. Okay, never forget, skip that question. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so, okay, so my final third question is this The most common trigger of fatal avalanches is mm. is it A, shouting? Is it, is it B, humans crossing over the slope? Is it C, gunshots? Is it D, underground tremors? Or is it E, aircraft? This one I don't know as well. I haven't had... I've been in avalanche zones for sure, but I haven't ever seen an avalanche or been around one. And in Colorado, I can speak to... It's not the tremors, but I think... So it's got to either be the gunshots or the airplanes. And hunting season... I mean, there's different seasons year-round... I still think it's going to be the airplanes. That's my guess. Incorrect, my friend. It is humans crossing the slope. Really? That is, yeah. Okay. Most apparently, by it says by far, uh, humans are ninety percent of the time the reason that they trigger. What am I saying? <laughs> At least ninety percent of the time, the victims cause the okay. avalanche themselves, and they get dragged yeah. down the mountain, which yeah. is crazy. And that's where you'd want to have like so. the, some locator beacon stuff and the avalanche stuff. Um, avalanche stuff. Mm. There's avalanche gear out there, so <laughs> not not avalanche traveling commonly stuff. in avalanche territory. I'd have to look up some more about that. But yeah, that's I did not know that's that. True. So yeah, so I guess I got two out of three. Crazy. I'm going to take the victory in that one. I'll give you 66% if you want that. That's fine with you. Guys, that'll wrap it up for us today. Thanks again for participating, hanging out with us. Hope you did well in the quiz. Hope you uh, survived the scenarios better than we did guys leave us a review if you can on the on the podcast app you listen to we'd really appreciate it uh and we will see you guys next time on the bnb remember guys it is not backpacking unless you rip your shoe along the way thank you i want to So I had this other scenario for Carl. He want, he didn't want me to talk about it because his answer was pretty bad. So I said, you know, Carl, what if you're out in the Pacific Northwest, you're cruising around, and you're eating an apple, and all of a sudden there's a Bigfoot behind you. What do you do? And he said, I would I would just backtrack. And I'm like, first of all, bad answer. He's behind you. You can't backtrack. And the correct answer, just give them the apple because they like apples. Makes sense. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.